the practice of loving kindness meditation that we'll be exploring through this weekend is a practice of simply inviting ourselves to connect with our natural capacity for friendliness, for warmth, for kindness. It's something that we can experience as distant or at times something we're not in contact with. And this, when this is the case, when we feel our hearts are closed or tight or shut down or distant in some way, when we don't easily have access to that rather natural sense of warmth, of caring, of appreciation for others and for ourselves, and the, the natural kindness that springs out of that appreciation. When, when we don't have contact with this, it's something deeply painful. It's something we notice as, as a lack, as a loss, that we may grieve or we may, we may even judge or blame ourselves for the loss of. And so it's important to understand that this capacity is innate, is natural, is within us all. And yet, for most of us, is something which, it seems, becomes distant or at times we lose contact with it because of the pressure of experience and life in which our way of coping with life is often to close off or to shut down, to somehow back away from the fullness of experience. And we can easily live our lives distracted, busy, in a mind full of activity, going from one place to another, engaged in activity to seek or to produce or to generate what we're looking for or what we believe we're supposed, supposed to be doing. And the, the pressure and the, the sense of disconnection that comes with that busyness and distractedness of mind is something that really doesn't support us staying in touch with the heart. So one aspect of what we will be working with is this tendency to disconnect or become distracted, which you'll already be quite aware of, I'm sure, even if the only meditation you've done in your entire life is what we did this morning and briefly last evening. We see how the mind tends to move away, how it tends to disconnect from what we're choosing to attend to. And the response to this is to begin again and again, no matter how many times we become distracted, without blaming ourselves, without judging ourselves, without expecting any particular thing to happen, but being open to whatever does happen. And the, the second primary way in which we lose contact with our heart is, is through the fact that we experience pain. We experience difficulty, we experience challenge in life. And our response to that is often one of fear, again, of a withdrawal or a contracting, or anger, judgment towards others, towards ourselves, in which we blame and reject the cause of our pain or our confusion or our suffering. And again, in this process, which we mostly find ourselves carried away by unconsciously and not intentionally, what happens is that we we find ourselves dwelling upon that which is undesired, that which is threatening or scary to us. And the effect of that is to 
feel the world to be somewhat hostile or to experience ourselves as, as fearful or as contracted in response to that perceived hostility or danger. And of course there are challenges, there are dangers in life. And yet understanding that if we live our life focused only on that which may be harmful or threatening or is simply unpleasant or uncomfortable or not as we desire it to be, that the cost, the effect of living in that way is to feel disconnected, is to contract, is to lose contact with our heart. So the response to this is to turn our attention towards that which we appreciate, to allow ourselves to sense and to feel the natural caring and wholesomeness in our hearts, and likewise to appreciate and to make a practice of acknowledging and appreciating the wholesomeness and the goodness in other beings that we contact. Not negating or denying the fact that there may be areas in which others are not yet perfect and uh, likewise ourselves, of course we're not. But seeing how if we focus on that exclusively, those imperfections or failures in others or ourselves, it doesn't really serve in the transformation that we seek and the healing that we yearn for. So this practice is a rather lovely one in that we're invited to turn towards that which we are uplifted by, that which we appreciate, that which we love. Not pretending that that's all there is. It's not like somehow trying to say everything is lovely, isn't it? All the time I just enjoy everybody and everything because that's not our true experience. And yet it is true that we can connect with appreciation. And in terms of the Dharma teachings, the Buddha recognized and spoke of how it's the way in which we allow ourselves to connect with appreciation that naturally brings us into contact with a sense of caring and with a sense of kindness. That when we have a sense of empathy, when we have a sense of valuing, when we have a sense of feeling the, the humanity of another person, just as feeling our own humanity, from that place we can easily or more easily come into contact with a, with a natural response that cares for the well-being of others, that cares for our own well-being, that, that wishes to contribute to the happiness, to the peace, to the ease, to the freedom of all of life. And so it's not something that we see as I'm very loving or I'm not very loving. It's not about somehow making ourselves into someone who's, you know, the perfection of loving kindness. Or at times when we might struggle with it, imagining ourselves to be someone who's the, you know, the perfection of reactivity and disconnection. Because none of us are that. At times we experience openness, warmth and tenderness towards others, towards ourselves. At times we experience closedness, disconnection, harshness, judgment, reactivity. To see these are possible for us, for us all. And that within Dharma practice what we learn to do is to orient ourselves towards that which we recognize to be wholesome and beneficial. To support the conditions 
which enable us to connect. Rather than believing we somehow should be able to do it automatically, we have to understand that there are conditions that support that. And then having understood those conditions, making the gentle but sustained effort to bring ourselves into contact with, to support and create those conditions so far as we can. In the context of the loving-kindness meditation, the the primary condition that we begin with is the, the recognition that we and all beings seek to be happy. That this is a natural thing for all of us. We wish to not suffer. I mean, is there anyone here who really, really deeply in their heart wants to suffer? You know, I haven't encountered some. Even occasionally people say, they might say yes, but it's because they believe in some way that suffering will make them happy, which is a a tragic and painful condition, but not that uncommon. And yet at the root of it is this wish to be happy. We share this with all beings. The rich, the famous, the powerful the simple, the ordinary, the everyday human beings. Share this. Animals in the fields, in the woods, little insects, likewise. If you come towards them in a way that they interpret as threatening, they very clearly indicate their wish not to suffer by scuttling away. They don't say, sure, come over and, you know... Obviously, they may not know they don't need to be afraid of us because we've taken the precepts and we're not going to sort of not going to do anything nasty to them. But every living being cares for its well-being, and yet, remarkably, it seems, and yet also quite tragically, as, as human beings, we can sometimes lose the felt sense of that. It's not that we ever lose it, but we lose the felt sense of it, where we know we're in contact with that caring. And that's because of the reactivity and the distractedness that tends to dominate our lives, as I said just earlier. And so, in this practice, what we do is we bring someone to mind, ourselves or someone else. We bring them, as it were, into our heart, as though we imagine someone to be here with us. Now, if it's ourselves, of course we are. So that's a sort of convenient in a certain way. And if it's someone else, we might just remember them or bring them to mind and take a moment to appreciate what we appreciate about them, recognizing there might be very particular things we appreciate, noticing there might be things we don't appreciate too, and yet not focusing on that for the time being, just letting that be. And then from that, bringing a sense of well-wishing And doing this as an active intention to wish well for. When we we care for, when we appreciate someone or ourselves, it's quite natural then to care for the well-being, for the happiness of that person. And so we use the wishing of well-being, of happiness for someone else or for ourselves or for all beings. We use that as a way of engaging this natural heart capacity for loving-kindness, for, for caring, for tenderness. That it's that engagement with it that allows it to awaken more and more fully. So it's not something we do. We don't make our hearts become more open. But what we do is we, we support the conditions that allow that. 
And in this practice, we traditionally begin where it's easy, where it's accessible. It's not like you have to do the hardest thing first and, first of all, open your heart to the most difficult person in your life. That's part of the vision of practice, of course, and wonderful to uh, have that vision. But it's like learning to connect where it's easy. And then when the momentum and the capacity for that connection deepens and strengthens, then we can turn that to encompass any being, even those who are difficult, and ultimately all beings, including those we love and those we do not. Classically, this practice is taught to begin in, is taught in a way in which one begins with oneself. It's regarded as uh, the place where it's the easiest, traditionally. And this is a, a tradition that was uh, originated in a time when I think the uh, basic psychological makeup of most people was kind of different and certainly in more traditional and um, less technological societies it's perhaps still similar that people find it rather natural and easy and obvious to feel warm and kindly feelings towards themselves most westerners and there are plenty of exceptions but for many westerners and probably most I would say it's not so easy that we find ourselves a difficult and complicated prospect when it comes to opening our heart because we've really tragically we've received so many messages from the world from our families from ourselves that say somehow we're not okay or somehow we need to improve or be better or be perfect before we can be appreciated and so we'll come to give some attention to that as we work with this practice but initially what I'd like to invite you to begin with is to just take a moment to reflect on someone who you really appreciate. Some being, it may not even be a human being, it may be your most sort of beloved pet animal. But just someone or some being who you feel you've received something precious from, perhaps a gift of love or an important lesson, something that's been offered to you that you didn't have to pay for, or sort of make a deal in order to get, but something that was precious in your life. And you don't have to find you know, the best example of this, so don't make it complicated. Just see who comes to mind if you were to imagine someone you really care for and appreciate, it, maybe one's own child. But so that there's a relatively effortless sense of appreciation that arises for you. So don't pick someone who's complicated, who you kind of like, but also have some difficulties with. You know, For instance, one's partner. That's not a good place to start. It's a good place to work up to, but uh, just to say. Or, or likewise, close family members sometimes are a little complicated. So it could be something maybe like a grandparent, or a teacher, or a, a benefactor, or a, a friend who one has a sense of an easy relationship with. And just notice what... <laughs> What bringing that person to mind evokes for you. Whatever that might be, just, just imagining. You can, you can just play with us a little bit. What it is to, to remember someone you really appreciate. And if you're finding that difficult, just, just be gentle on yourself. You don't have to find someone perfect. And, and in fact, some people have reported on occasion that you know, they don't, so no one comes to mind initially in that category. And, Sometimes I've suggested they could consider a favourite sort of cuddly toy or 
or, or a creature that they've seen in their garden, you know, a squirrel or a, a robin that they just can see and you just sort of your eyes brighten or there's a sense of wanting to smile. Just that natural response of appreciation or warmth that comes. And let that be the place that you begin this journey. And so what we do with that is then we bring, we, we allow ourselves to feel this person. And you have opportunity to work with a number of different people or other beings. So just, just starting with the one you've chosen and, and just trying to sense. So, you know, this, this being like oneself wishes to be happy. And in our appreciation of them and our valuing them in some way, isn't it natural to wish for them to be happy, for, to wish for them to be well, to wish for them to have what they might wish for? Like when we care for someone, when we appreciate someone, isn't that what we would naturally like to offer them? It doesn't mean we can. It doesn't mean we can resolve someone else's life any more than we can necessarily resolve all the challenges of our own by act of will. But this isn't about somehow doing something externally. It's about aligning and orienting ourselves internally with that sense of caring, with that sense of well-wishing. And so this is what we'll be doing. And to begin with, just again closing your eyes, bringing your attention into your body. It's always useful just to start with a sense of connection, connecting to the physical, tangible presence of your body. Noticing if it feels at all tight or contracted, under pressure, seeing if you can allow some some softness or some release without forcing your body to relax, just inviting that possibility. And with this practice, if discomfort arises, not feeling you have to struggle on with it, but to gently and softly make some adjustment as it seems useful to do for you. So your body can be at ease. And then within this sense of ease, sitting on the earth, upright and yet relaxed, bringing the attention into the center of the chest, the region of the heart. And again noticing the breath as it moves, whatever you feel in that area as you breathe in and breathe out. Breathing through the heart center. And you may notice a sense of warmth, softness, tenderness. You may notice it's hard or dry or not particularly comfortable there. However it is, it's okay. It doesn't have to be a certain way. But just notice how it is. Let it be. And now, bringing to mind this person or this being who you find a natural sense of appreciation for, who is been someone precious or lovely in your life who has offered you something of value or who has touched you in some way. And just imagining this person as if they were right here with you now. You might imagine them smiling at you. Or you might remember them from the time when you last had contact or when something important happened between you. And just feeling their presence, taking a moment to sense how they wish for happiness, 
this being, even if they are happy, they still wish for that to be sustained. And if there are areas of struggle in their life, of course they wish for their resolution. And I'm going to offer you some phrases that you can use to direct a sense of friendliness and warmth to this being. Now, feel free to explore what works for you with these phrases. You may find the ones I offer are good for you. You may find something else works better. Maybe a shorter phrase or a longer one. Maybe there's something that particularly touches you that you'd like to offer. That's fine. But I'll offer these phrases just as a an invitation and a template. And as I offer them, to repeat them silently and inwardly back to this person who you've chosen or this being who you've chosen. As an offering of well-wishing, of kindness, for this being who you appreciate. And so holding them in your heart softly and tenderly so far as you're able and wishing this being well may you be happy and peaceful May you be healthy and well. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you live with ease and joy. Extending the phrases silently inwardly as an offering of kindness of well-wishing towards this person, this being whom you appreciate whom you have chosen to practice with at this time and in doing so it's it's not like you're asking permission for them to be happy, may you be happy and it's not like you're telling them that they're supposed to be happy you know, you should be happy It's really you're inviting that possibility for them and connecting with a sense of how naturally one would wish that for another who one cares for, who one is connected with in some way. And trusting that this is the natural response of the heart. Even though it may not feel, it may feel a little artificial or awkward, that's okay. It may be that you don't have a sense of warmth or tenderness as you speak. That's all right. Maybe that you feel, you know, sort of some reaction like, this is stupid. What am I going to do that for? Just let it be. 
All of that is ordinary, is natural, is not a problem. And then again, just turning towards, opening towards this person that you've chosen. Just sensing their presence here, seeing them in your mind's eye, holding them in your heart. And again, offering them phrases of loving-kindness, well-wishing. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and well. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you live with ease and joy. Offering each phrase as a, as a gift from your heart to this being. <laughs> Not trying to make anything happen for them or for yourself, but just inviting this possibility of warmth, of friendliness, of tenderness and caring. Seeing if you can connect with the words that you're using, the phrases. So it's not like a mantra where you just say them mechanically. But you really feel what that would be like to offer this being happiness. And how if you could, you would. It doesn't mean you have to sacrifice yourself for them to be happy. But just wishing for their happiness their well-being. And again, being aware of whatever might happen, noticing how it feels for you in your body, in your heart. There may be some resonance. There may not. That's okay. Just let it be as it is. Let yourself be as you are. So you're practicing in the very spirit of gentleness and acceptance, of allowing and within that allowing, inviting your heart's engagement. Allowing and inviting yourself to deepen in loving kindness through this practice of open-hearted sharing of kindness. And again, Embracing this being in your heart. Perhaps smiling at them. Or imagining their smile. Or gentle touch. 
May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and well. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you live with ease and joy. Continuing in this way, offering the phrases of loving kindness to the being you have chosen, connecting with that sense of offering of kindness so far as you're able. Linking the words of the phrase with the sense of appreciation and well-wishing. And taking a little while now to practice in that way.
if you notice you've become distracted started thinking about something else just acknowledge that and begin again no need to judge feel disappointed just acknowledge and re-engage this practice of loving kindness if you find strong feelings maybe difficult feelings or tender feelings arising again just allowing them to be there and continuing to extend the phrases of loving kindness of friendliness and warmth to this person you've chosen this being you've chosen
And now, just completing the group of phrases that you're on. And when you've done so, gently releasing your focus from the being you've chosen. And bringing your attention back into your body. Feeling the movement of breathing in your chest. Breathing in, breathing out through the heart center. And taking a moment to appreciate yourself for engaging in this practice, for endeavouring, seeking and aspiring to open your heart, to awaken loving kindness more fully within. It's a beautiful thing to do. And so just appreciating yourself for that, even in this it may seem small beginning. May we all be peaceful and happy. May we all be healthy and well. May we all be free from pain and suffering. May we all live with ease and joy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.